Let me just pray. Lord God, we just want to thank you just for that reminder, Lord, that you are a God that is more than able. God, I pray that you would speak that into our hearts and into to our spirit, that we would believe in God with all the faith in this room that nothing is impossible for our God. Can I get an amen? Nothing is impossible for our God. So Holy Spirit, we just ask right now that you would just minister and speak to each and every one of us right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen, amen. Well, grab a seat, everyone. Well, welcome. Uh, well, today, um, before I get into it, how many of us were here last night? Just put up your hand. Yeah, wasn't that fantastic? Oh, it was such a good night, yeah? Um, look, we already said our big thank yous, but I especially wanted to thank you to everyone. We had about, about 80 volunteers. We, had about, we did a quick head count, 250, 300 people, Paul, yeah, that rocked up. And what was amazing is that they're not all just from the church, but just the community. And, and for me, honestly, it's just one of the proudest moments, again, for me to be part of this church, right? Um, um, I know there's a lot of people to thank, but I particularly want to thank Pastor Paul and Pastor Penin, especially, yeah? Um, like, they, both of them really uh, have just put uh, 200%. They're climbing the roof. I'm just glad they didn't fall off the roof. Uh, I believe God is, you know, does the impossible, but, you know, when you fall off the roof, uh, you know, praise God for that. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know what? Um, what was so beautiful about it for me, it was more than just the lights. It's just to see that um, I think our church community is changing. We're becoming a lot more embracing. Uh, it's not just a few, it's part of our culture. Uh, as you know, Pastor Paul shares many times, it's an open door. Um, people feel comfortable. I, I spoke to a guy, he's uh, from China, a young married couple with a young daughter. Um, the, uh, his older father rides his bicycle from Wontona South to our church to attend the English conversation class. Yeah, that's crazy, right? No one does that unless it's value, right? Yeah? Um, anyway, in that conversation, it was his first time in our church, and then he, it, anyway, we ended up sharing, and at the end, he just said, oh, look, my wife and I are looking for something to believe in, because life is hard. You know, and we're looking to, to, to join a church and to be part of a church. And, and I just started sharing really briefly about how the stuff I've been through, but without God, it's, it's impossible, amen? But with God, everything is possible. And, and it was just a beautiful, I'm sure, 110 of those stories uh, that we would have had throughout the night, but it was just a beautiful, seamless night. Uh, and even like just hearing from Shamila, like um, Monash Health, um, Royal Children's were putting up some of these signages uh, advocating for that event, right? Unashamedly, this is a Christian church celebration, Christmas, you know, come join. And again, we're slowly building relationships of trust, walking alongside our stakeholders in our community with no strings attached. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, let's give it all a hand again. Yeah. Well, what we're going to do today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a pause um, before we go into uh, the Christmas festivities. Um, but Pastor Paul and I, uh, representing the collective leadership of our church, the board and the church, we wanted to kind of take a bit of a pause and a preview into 2024. Yeah? Um, we want to be able to share some of the promptings that are from God that we're sensing about what God is doing in the church and what that means for us uh, moving into next year. 
and how we love to see all of us continue to engage and come along this journey with us. Yeah, Paul? Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, just thinking about yesterday, just watching every single person, you know, we had over 80 volunteers and then 300 people here, and then everybody walked across the road, one and all, community, church, all walking across, singing a carol, is like we were, it was one and the same. Community, doesn't matter whether the door was open or closed. We were all the same. We were all worshipping God or leading people to worship God. And it comes out of an overflow of your hearts. Um, You know, Pastor Chi said to me last night, you know, you can't do this without a culture in the church of just um, uh, awe and honour of God, the love of God, just exuding out of you guys. And then we welcome people and then we walk together. And that's a beautiful thing. So God bless you all. Yeah. yeah. So what we're going to do is um, I'm just going to unpack. Um, we're going to kind of take it into segments from the Word of God. We're going to go through Ephesians. And through that, we're going to segue three key questions. And we're going to take you guys on a journey as we share about this, about how God met us in 2023. We're going to share about where God is leading us into 2024. And then lastly, um, how you can come join with us on this journey. Amen. Yeah. So let's go straight into the Word of God, and we're going to read from Ephesians uh, chapter 3, uh, verses 8 to 11. This is from the New Living Translation, and this is the Apostle Paul who, uh, who did incredible ministry. We saw God do an incredible work, gospel work, in the city of Ephesus where heaps of people came to Christ, the church was planted. And here, in the first three chapters, he writes about the, the theology and the beauty of what Christ has done in birthing the church. And then chapter 4 to 6, really, what the implication of that looks like in everyday life. And so we're going to take here this juncture in chapter 3. And this is what the word of the Lord says. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret. Everyone say secret. Yeah? kept secret from the beginning and God's purpose in all this was to use the church everyone say the church the church church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places this was his eternal plan which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord and this is the word of the Lord let me just pray Lord God we just pray Holy Spirit you take your word and make it come alive Um, make it come alive for our own individual lives but what that means for us collectively is claims to Christ uh, so we just pray this in your name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You know, one of the key things here in this scripture that I, I really love is that, you know, and one of the key reasons why Paul and I have given our lives to do what we're doing, working in church, is that we believe in a local church. I know, especially in a post-COVID world where, you know, everyone feels that, you know, you can go find God by yourself kind of thing. You know, God never designed our spiritual journey to be alone, but always in the collective. But this is one of the particular scriptures where Paul highlights not only the significance, but the purpose of the church. And here he says this about the church. He goes, this is the great mystery that God was trying to do to build this collective church. Because at that time, it was understood that the, 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 the people of God were just the Jewish people. But then God had in mind a secret mystery hidden from times past. But this was the time where God had revealed it to Paul. And Paul was revealing it to the world, God's great secret plan. And that was to birth his church. Can I hear an amen? amen. Yeah? It wasn't just going to be a collective racial group of just Jewish people. But now, because of Jesus Christ and his death, 
everyone gets a chance to be adopted into this family. That in Christ and His death, no sin, no failure can be a barrier to, unless through repentance and faith in Christ, you can now be part of this church family. And here Paul is just unraveling this great mystery. It wasn't like the church is like some kind of divine afterthought. It was actually an eternal plan and an eternal purpose of God. And that's what he's saying here. He says here, God's purpose in all this was to what? Use the church. And so here he begins to highlight the significance, but also the purpose of the church. And what's the purpose of the church? He wants to use the church, that is you and I. Yeah? You and I to show his multifaceted, multicolored, multivaried wisdom to the world. Amen. Amen? And that is the beauty of the church. That, that, what that, and what that means is this. You are significant. And each time, each and every one finds your place in this church. Find your place in God's story. See God do something in your life. And when we bring that collectively, God will use this church to express His manifold wisdom. And that's why as a leadership, when I first started as a senior seven years ago, I never had in mind to go, okay, this is what it's going to look like. But I was going, no, our vision is to build a disciple, to represent Jesus to everyone, everywhere, with everything. And as every single disciple lives that out, we will find a collective expression. This is then what it's going to look like in this church family. Like we don't have the local ministries the way we do. We only have it because we have people like Bill and like Nick and like Shamila and like many, so many others who have a heart for the community. And that's why we have Love Loud. Can I hear it? Amen? It's not like you go, oh, that's a cool program. Let's just plant it and let's start it. You don't get that. You build the person. They experience who they are in Christ. They find their place in the church. And then all of a sudden, boom, you have this expression. Yeah? And so my question is, do you see the significance and the purpose of this church in your life? Have you found your place and your part in this church? Because the more you do, the more we will see God live out this, this verse to use this church to express His manifold wisdom to the world. Amen? Amen. So, Paul, why don't you share with us, well, what, what does that look like in, in our 2023? And yeah, how did so God meet us? 2023 was obviously our theme was refreshed to revival, you would remember. And uh, we really felt like at the, at the end of 2022, just really sitting before God, we really felt that this is what we wrote down. We, we want to start where people were at, that people needed uh, refreshment, people were making sense of their lives in a post-COVID world. So we were starting with refreshment, a place of refreshing, coming before God with refreshing. But then we wanted to move to a place uh, where we were helping you to drink from the well. You know, it's not like we're the most experienced people in the world to say, oh, live like me. It's like, no, let's teach you how to drink or let's encourage you to drink from from God and, and grow in that way. And then by the end of the year, the hope was that we would end in some form of revival, refresh to revival. Well... How do you quantify that? It's almost impossible. And I had questions at the start when we were putting it out there, refreshed to revival. Oh, what does revival mean? You know, well, is revival this, is revival that? Look, we didn't know really, but I think we're getting a picture of what it is. It's revival in the heart of an individual, putting Christ on the throne in more and more areas of their life, encounter, encountering him 
And then they were willing, uh, in, in, an, in an environment of perfect love, you know, perfect love drives out fear. In an environment of perfect love, a person drives out the fear uh, and takes steps of faith. And we saw that time and time again uh, throughout the year. I mean, we had a progression throughout the year from, uh, you know, we kind of started in, in Luke and we had a, at the start of the year a, a, um, a devotional that we, uh, many of you contributed to. And it really brought a lot of people alive just that a month in the, in the Word and, and that kind of thing. We went through Luke looking at some core truths, but then we hit Easter and it was just like it took off in an amazing way because we started to focus on the Holy Spirit as a person. Not a feeling, but as a person you can encounter. Like you can meet the Holy Spirit and you can walk with Him. He's part of the Godhead, part of the Trinity, and we know Him. And from that point, it's like an experience of the person of the Holy Spirit filling me. I encounter the love of God that deeply overflows. And in that place drives out fear and therefore I take steps. Take steps. And that's kind of what happened this year. Um, and time and time again, uh, we've just said, um, you know, everything is better when God is in the room. And really, what that, that's just a summary statement to say, when we acknowledge that God is here and that I'm in his presence and actually I'm walking with him every day, everything is better. Everything looks different. I can walk with faith then, you know? I can, I can step forward. Uh, so really, for me personally this year, the highlight was definitely uh, the, the season in the Holy Spirit, Pentecost pause, which we had no idea what it was going to turn out like. And the amount of people that really met with God, not just them, but then progressive times, you know, and that kind of that prayer and worship night we had some, some weeks ago now, just that environment and just some of the stories that came out of that that we can't really share a lot of the time. But, you know, I know one couple was there just waiting on the Lord, you know, they, they've been praying, uh, praying for a baby uh, and, and it just was, has been a real struggle. And they were there just waiting on the Lord. Just waiting on the Lord. And I love that posture. Uh, I'm, I'm hitting something hard. Where do I go? In fear? No. No more fear. Faith. Faith. I'm going to walk out in faith and I'm going to present myself before God and I'm going to worship. And that's the kind of place, the encounter kind of place that we want to continue to walk in. Um, just another short little story of what happened this year and how this place is turning into like really a city on the hill, a city on a hill, you know, a place we can't hide. It's, it's, and uh, we, we had a, 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 a five-year-old boy and his mum turn up to church after Sunday, after church lunch had finished, knocked on the door, said, is this a church? Yes, it's a church. My boy wants to know more about Jesus, five-year-old boy comes in the door, looks around, he's looking around all the rooms of the church, finally finds the chapel and he sees the cross lit up and he goes, ah, that's what I was looking for. So obviously he was looking for some kind of, you know, stained glass window type, type imagery of the church. But then we just heard a story about this, how this boy, she, the mum was saying, I just don't know what's been happening in him. He keeps on going to YouTube, watching stories about Jesus. And he knew so much about Jesus. And I said, well, can, can I pray with you and we can invite Jesus into your heart? He says, no, no need. Jesus is already in my heart. It, that's, 
that's, that's the Holy Spirit ministering before we even get a chance to. That's the move of the Holy Spirit. An encounter that we've been seeking. That's the refreshment that brings revival in people's lives that we haven't even met yet. The beautiful thing about that story is that, that, that a, a family from this church... A family from there, we discovered, I took them into, the, into room one and there was a family from this church that had, they worked out, they just said, oh, I know you. And during COVID, they'd been meeting in the park together. And so God brought them to this place, not knowing any of that. God is doing the work beyond us. And so we've got a couple of other stories that we want to share, just really short. Yeah, I think um, Pastor G asked me to share a story, what was significant this week and I said to him like I just came back from Malaysia and last weekend I was in kids church teaching the kids about our father and that the Holy Spirit is real and that you can go to him because I was sharing of how I was crying out and being angry and just he can he can you can just share everything to the Lord and as I was staring and sharing that I could see that the spirit was in the room in kids church in in the nine the 60 kids of that were sitting there and then I said to them just take a few moments to share with one another what stood out the most or what was spoke the loudest to you and also share and pray for one another. After the session, one of the leaders came up to me and said, um, Shamila, there was this girl, she's just boiling her eyes out and she's just sharing of how she doesn't have a father and that now she's got a new father and a new stepbrother or sister, I can't remember. And that sometimes it's hard for her to speak to her family about things. And now she's got the Lord that she can go to in a safe space. And when I heard that story, I know that that little girl encountered the Lord that day. And he was real in her life and she could open up to him. But what it also spoke was that we take sometimes things for granted. And when we talk about hearing the Spirit, the Lord is in the room. And as we take that step, the children also have the Holy Spirit and how everyone can minister as the Lord speaks to us. Amen. Thank you. Let's give the Lord so, a hand. Yeah. And uh, Pastor Carl. Uh, yes, yeah. Pastor Chi um, was asking me to think of something significant from the year where I, I, where I felt like God was meeting people. And for me, it was I spent a whole lot of time in the campus and young adult space this year. Um, and I guess I just had multiple stories of people who had grown up in Christian homes. Like we've got a lot of young adults, a lot of uni students that have been in Christian homes for their, for their whole life. And we're hearing about um, uh, them having encounters with God that has actually just tra- changed the trajectory of, of their lives. Um, it was like there was a breakthrough and a change in a lot of their relationships between them and God. And I saw, of, I saw young adults letting go of... Um, really good jobs to go to mission fields. Um, I'm seeing uni students realize that the expectations of study and work and earn money and get promoted and work and earn money and then just repeat is not going to bring them purpose and it's not going to bring value to their lives. Um, I'm seeing some of our young adults reevaluate their romantic relationships based on whether this is a God-designed relationship or a God-ordained relationship. I'm seeing some of our young adults come up to the leaders and asking to have mentors because they want to build their faith, like them promoting the idea of mentors to us. 
And so I guess I'm just overjoyed and impacted and excited because I'm seeing that we are building a church culture uh, that's not just telling people about head knowledge of, of Jesus and not just head knowledge of the Bible, but we're putting their hand in the hand of the Father. And we are showing what it means to live a life that is like led by God, not just knowing about God, but trusting God to, to lead you in your life. And so I'm quite excited about that. Um, and while I have your attention, um, I also just want to mention that uh, the Emerge Youth are having their camp this coming weekend. So, um, so while I'm sort of speaking about that next generation, I just want to spend just a couple minutes uh, just praying for the camp that's coming up. But it's coming up next weekend. So if you guys are in prayer, that would be fantastic. It's our biggest camp to date. We've got like 40 plus kids, um, plus not enough leaders. So please pray for just <laughs> sleep uh, and all that. But um, I'm just going to pray for you guys really, really quickly now. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for uh, the way that you have been growing uh, Emerge Youth over the years. I want to thank you for Duke's wonderful leadership and his amazing team. I want to thank you, Lord, for the way that the youth have responded to your words and to their heart. And it's not just the leaders doing all this talking and all this work, but Lord, we are seeing youth being ministered to personally by the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I just want to pray for this uh, camp coming up on this coming weekend. Lord, we're just praying for obviously safety. We're praying for good relationship. We're praying for fun. But Lord, we're just praying for experiences where youth are putting their hands in the hands of the Father and allowing him to lead their life. So we pray this over them in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. And uh, Pastor Panin, what would you uh, say? What's a, what's a defining song, perhaps, for the year? Because that's all I can do. Play songs. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, can we take down the lights? Thank you. There we go. Hey, you know how you have uh, children? And um, I've got three. You can't pick a favorite child. You just love them all. Yes. So I'm just going to read a, a verse to you all. And this is what I sort of felt for this year, like during this year. And our, our worship sort of reflected this. Um, and it's, it's uh, in Habakkuk, Habakkuk uh, 3, 17, 18. Though the fig trees does not bud, there are no grapes on the vine. Though the olive crops fall on the fields, produce no fruit. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. Praising in the valley, it takes faith. Praise is letting go of control. Praise is being able to smile, content. Because God is bigger. So this year for some, it has been hard. So I've chosen my four favorite kids. And we're going to mash them up. Just please just reflect on all these words and sing when you can. I'll praise in the valleys and I'll praise on the mountain. I'll praise when I'm sure and I'll praise when I'm doubting. 
Our praise went outnumbered. Our praise went surrounded. Cause praise is the water the enemy drowns in. Cause as long as I'm breathing, I've got a reason to praise the Lord, oh my soul, oh
You know, one of the things um, we wanted to do was not actually put forward, you know, a whole bunch of numbers and all that kind of stuff, but really in that segment was to go, how do we meet God in 2023? Because that's the heartbeat behind all of it. But I guess going into 2024, I guess I want to share, we want to share a little bit about where do we sense God leading us into 2024? And this is the verse that we're going to be reading from, and this is the key verse that's going to be, uh, we're going to hinge pin around uh, next year's theme. But in all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more. And everyone say more. More. More than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Now, what does that mean for us? So, you know, um, many of you may not be aware of, but uh, as a leadership, oftentimes what we do, uh, we've been getting into this rhythm, especially in the last few years, where I don't believe it's just a senior pastor that goes up the mountain and hears from God and comes down and go, here, this is where we're going. But really to take the collective leadership and go, how do we hear and discern God's voice and leading together? So every year we go on a retreat where it's the church board and the senior leadership and some department heads and so we went uh, uh, to this um, kind of retreat here, and here we had a space and time of, of discernment. And there were many things which I won't share uh, with you, but one of the key things that we did that was a little bit different this year was to get an external voice, someone with a prophetic gift to come and speak um, and to uh, affirm, you know, see whether they will affirm the direction that we're sensing where God is leading us. So we invited this uh, guy, with, his name is David McCracken. How many of us have heard David McCracken? Yeah, so some of us. He's, um, he moves in a prophetic gift in, in, in church world and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, he, he's very experienced and obviously uh, with prophetic gifts sometimes he can be abused. But uh, I think he did it really, really well where he's like, I don't want to know anything about your church. I don't want anything to bias and sway um, what the word I have for you. And usually he ministers to massive churches and he wouldn't do stuff like this with smaller churches. But the way prophets o- operate, it's just like, God, do you want me there? He's like, yes, okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> and so in that, then later, he basically shared a word with us, which basically in the collective leadership felt was very affirming for where we sense God has been leading us uh, as a church, especially over the next uh, last seven years. So I want to share just the real highlights around one of the things he shared. Because one of the things that um, was shared was that really affirmed the things that was really already in our hearts, things that we we're seeing, things that we we're leaving for, but it was just an affirmation. It was the word conquest. And he used this phrase that throughout the Christian walk, individually and collectively as a church, we will be challenged to settle for the status quo or remain hungry for a new day of conquest. Are you settling for the status quo? 
Has life thrown things at you that makes you settle? You know, many of us here are migrants. We know what it's like to pioneer, to move into a space like this new country, but then all of a sudden we're in a place of comfort. We've been battling for so long, I just want to settle. But sometimes life throws things at you and we settle and we stop capturing that pioneering spirit. And he goes, but you know what? We will be challenged to either settle for the status quo or remain hungry for a new day of conquest. We must carry out to God, cry out to God that the spirit of conquest, the spirit to pioneer new territory, be kept alive in our hearts. God has called us to be pioneers and not settlers. Can I hear an amen? amen. Now, one of the beautiful things that he shared, um, and I love this phrase, he says this, um, whoops, um, do we live a life of diligent, well-programmed Christian commitment? Or do we live a life of Holy Spirit-inspired revelation, encounter, and commission? Amen? What kind of Christian life are we called to live? And we're feeling that sense of going, no, when we move in the Holy Spirit, as we talked about, it's not only just of encounter, not only of revelation, but also of commissioning. And so then he began to unpack what does it mean to become a pioneering church, right? Which is one of our shared futures. But he says a pioneering spirit, and I like the way he's described it, involves a few things. Number one, it involves increased faith. A future faith into ventures that is previously unknown, not an extension of the status quo, not a repeat of former achievements or a duplication of what others have seen to us. We've been doing a lot of things in the back end, and then uh, there was this guy who we kind of uh, I engage with to help us think through some leadership things. And he goes, you know what? If you're busy Googling, then you're not pioneering. Amen? Yeah? You can't really Google your life, guys. But if you really want to pioneer, it's going to come out of intimacy. And it's going to come from increased faith. And it says only that a pioneering spirit will involve spiritual revelation and not just human knowledge. Because God's ways are higher than our ways. It will involve leaving behind the security of the familiar. And I love what Clem and Alice have been doing to leave what is familiar and then to go to Uganda, to go to Orlando and go, what does it mean for me to pursue God for me in his life, in his sphere, with his giftings, right? And to pursue that. It will involve greater fruitfulness and more impacting than we've ever been involved with so far. It will be involved giving God room to express his supernatural and creative nature it will involve unity. Every team in the kingdom has to be united in order for the blessing of God and the victory. And we are seeing that. The more unity we see, the more we see the blessing of God. And we must live out of a place of encounter. The boldness, the commissioning, the courage can only come from this place of encounter. Amen? Yeah? So uh, maybe Paul can just enlighten us what that means for us then. Yeah. What that means for us is that we want to tell you what we uh, well, we're spending a time after um, after that that staff retreat, uh, leadership retreat, and then we went back as as leaders, and we uh, sat on some of those words and, and the scripture that had been revealed to us, and we uh, we really came down to at the end of the day we wanted to our theme for. For 2024 was surprise, surprise, more than able, uh, more than able from Ephesians 3:20. Now it's not just because there's a song that's really prominent at the moment, uh, more than able. It's because we did, it just it was so clear to us 
Uh, you know, I, I, I prefer to read from the NIV. Pastor Chi pre- uh, speaks from the NLT. But, uh, like, what's familiar to me is now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is, that is work, at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. God is more than able, more than able. And uh, if we had a tagline on the bottom of that, it would be, uh, we want to see what only the Lord can do. Yeah? Do you agree? We want to see what only the Lord can do. Uh, we don't want to just build um, nice programs and, you know, happy church. We want a spirit-filled place where we are fostering a move of the spirit and we are just walking in behind that, whatever God wants to do, and know that he is able. He's more than able. And, uh, you know, connected to that, you know, this spirit of conquest, you know, uh, we have a strong confirmation that our church, not just a department of our church, is to be pioneering. Uh, That we are to live a life of encounter, that it is next year is the year to receive and birth new perspectives and ideas. Not to be settlers, because our God is a God of impossibilities. We are his children, his Father's heart is on us and he readies us and upskills us and builds capacity for his kingdom growth. So to step out in boldness and faith, allow God to be God and know that he is more than able. Now that statement is basically something crafted by all of us in the leadership team we sat. You know what's exciting about this as, as well is that we, we sort of share this. This is mostly uh, worked on by the English campus, but we shared it with uh, the GN, the Chinese campus, and they've adopted it too. So really, the church is moving forward this way, trusting that he is more than able to do these things. And a really big part of that next year, one, I mean, there's many things that we hope to see happen, but... And we don't want to focus on programs, but there is one key, what we would say, uh, a cultural change piece that we want to see in the church. And that is that we, uh, w- well, we, we know that if we want God to do, really do a work, it's got to start in our hearts or continue in our hearts. And, you know, Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So the really big cultural change piece for our church for 2024 uh, would, the, would be that in an environment of encounter, we learn and apply some principles that change the heart, that puts Jesus on the throne in every area and in effect takes more ground in the spiritual realm because we're dealing, dealing with core issues, not the periphery issues anymore. And so to begin with and something that we're going to do next year will be uh, we are... We are calling something uh, called a heart change retreat. We're going to have three heart change retreats next year. We're going to invite, first of all, leaders uh, at every level of the church from you know senior leadership right down to kids' church leaders, life group leaders, everybody in between. We're going to encourage leaders at, the, at first and then anyone in the congregation to come to one of these three heart change retreats. Two of them will be a night away. Uh, one of them will be here at the church, and you'll you'll hear more about that. But that's to provide a place of encounter, 
uh, where we can encounter God and then apply and learn some of these heart change principles to put Jesus on the throne in every area of our life. And then, as leaders, we get that, we can teach it to another person, we can lead another person, and we have that kind of cycle that we go through. So that's, that's our plan for 2024, the theme, more than able. Amen? Amen. So, well, I mean, we're just giving you a bit of a preview, but you know what? Uh, we'll explore and unpack that more and more. But really capture this. And, and what we're trying to do now is just go, okay, are you sensing that kind of resonance in your spirit? That, that that's where we find ourselves. Do not settle. Let's continue to be pioneering in our hearts first. Don't settle in your marriage for where it is right now. Don't settle just for where your relationship with your kids are meant to be like. Don't settle with just going to a job and find no kingdom purpose in it. Can I hear an amen? amen? Don't settle with your finances where you're just struggling and struggling and there's no vision of overflow to be able to bless and serve the needs of others. That we use God's prophet, the prophets to be able to serve those in needs. As we've talked about the whole year. Right? Don't settle for the, the mental health state that we find ourselves in. It's like, I'm just going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. That I'm just going to have to just manage this. Because we believe that God is more than able. Amen? But unless you believe that in your heart, we will stay settled. But if we believe that God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or think, then we will pioneer. And you will pioneer in your life and then we will become a pioneering church. In whatever expressions, whatever everyone, everywhere, location, field, season of life you are in. And that's why we tell those stories because some of those stories is God at work. And when God is at work, He pioneers new territory. Can I hear an amen? Yeah? But it first begins in your heart. And I guess we'll yeah, move, move on and finish off here. The challenge to go, will you come along with us on this journey? And this reiterates pretty much what Pastor Paul has been sharing about the heart. And it says this in Ephesians 3, 14 and 19. Between Paul going, hey, this is the manifold purpose of God, the significance and purpose of the church. And then God is more than able. In between is this prayer. And this is my prayer for every single one of you, including myself. Paul's prayer is my prayer, our prayer for this church. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And he prays for two things. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower. Everyone say empower. Empower. He will give you power. So this is his prayer, that you will experience two things. One, power. But where does that power come from? Power with you in your inner strength through his spirit. Yeah? It's not an external power. It's an inner power, yeah? And here it says, with you, inner strength through your spirit, and then Christ will make his home in your hearts, yeah? And as you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong, and may you have the power, everyone say power, power to understand. Not, not, this doesn't mean to mentally get it. It means to grab a hold of it until it is your own. Until it is real and fair income in your life. Into your very situation that you're dealing with right now. He goes, that you may have the power to understand, all, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. 
May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, and only then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And then after that, it finishes off with, to God who is more than able. Yeah? To be able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, in the NIV version, Pastor Paul. Um, and, uh, and, and here, and so our prayer is this, that God gives you power, empowerment in the heart, that happens in the heart, and number two, an experience of the love of God in such a way that you really, really, really believe, really believe that God is more than able. Amen? Because I'm not sure whether in whatever way you're dealing with with your circumstances and situation right now, if you don't operate from that place where your heart is filled and overflowing, knowing that God is more than able, it is very difficult to not just settle. Yeah? To, to settle. But you want a pioneer? That is where I begin. And I'll finish off with this. And this is a tagline you'll hear more and more in the years to come. God changes your life by first changing your heart. Can I hear an amen? And that is something we've worked so hard on. We don't want to have a knowledge faith. We don't want to just have a, you know, a, a, a traditional kind of cultural faith. We want to have a real faith in real life. And you know that. I try my best. We try our best to share what is real in our lives. Because we're all a work in progress. But we have a real God that works in real life. And whatever life situations you face or your non-Christian friends face, your friends and family, they want to experience life change. But how does life change happen? You cannot change your life without changing your heart. But only God can change your heart. Can I hear amen? And so God changes your life by first changing your heart. You cannot change your life without changing your heart. This is cheese paraphrase of that verse that we just read. But your heart is the place where you encounter God. It is the place where God changes you. And it is the place where life begins to change for you. Amen? So come with us on that journey. Just a bit of a uh, preview to go, God, that's the kind of stuff we're going to do, which means you're going to have to face stuff about yourself that you've been afraid to face. Stuff you've just been putting in denial, stuff you put in the cupboard, you know, and then just ask God to deliver you in token kind of deliverance. But no, no, if you want Him to change your life, it begins by first changing your heart. But you've got to let Him in today. And it will stretch you, but it will be, you have to come to a place where you really believe that the love of God is so wide so deep, so broad that he is more than able. And because of that, we will step out in faith. Amen?